You're listening to Intellectual Erection, a place where we talk about the naughty. Oh, to stimulate your thinking. You're listening. You're listening to Intellectual Erection. Intellectual, intellectual, intellectual Erection. Welcome back to another episode of Intellectual Erection. I'm your host, Patrick, and today I'm speaking with three people. Yeah, this is a panel discussion. It's the first time I'm doing this. So I'm talking with three people that have been on the show before, namely Kit, Cecilia Morell, and Ace Allure. Because when you come in with no experience and you just want to experiment, let's wing it, you have the potential of fucking up royally. We know! (laughs) This is a very fun discussion about... DDLG, or what is now called CGL, namely Daddy Dom Little Girl is now called Caregiver Little to be more inclusive. So I'm talking to three humans who identify as littles. We talk about their experiences. We talk about what makes a good daddy. We play a few games. And then we get into some philosophical discussions about the taboos of age play and incest play. So a bit of a warning because this stuff is frowned upon sometimes even in the sex positive community so there's a lot to unpack here there are healthy ways to engage in age play and incest play and yes they are very popular kinks and people seem to be really into them just look at the stats on porn sites for incest porn these days and you'll know what i'm talking about so it deserves attention careful attention and yeah I hope we did a fair job of representing what it means to engage in these sorts of taboos with a healthy mindset. So as always, listen, like, review, and most of all, enjoy. I'm sitting here today with... No, wait. Uh, We can't really go that way. I'm doing a panel for the first time on intellectual erection. So I'm sitting here today with... Three of you. So I need you to go in order. Introduce yourselves, your name, your pronouns, and what it is that you do before we get to talking about what we're really talking about. (laughs) So my name is Kit, like a Kit Kat bar. Yum. And my pronouns are they, them. So I do identify as a non-binary individual. Uh, I'm a holistic healer. I just launched my business the other day. So I do energy work, Reiki, massages, things like that. But I'm also a drag performer, blessed performer, and most recently, a stripper. All right. (laughs) (laughs) We got some gold in there. Oh, um, (laughs) I'm Cecilia Morrell. Um, I work at Oasis Soccer Lounge. I plan the CGL event the first Wednesday of every month at Oasis. So if you hear this podcast and want to come hang out with us, um, come come out. <laughs> Have a good time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I create some porns. Um, you can find me on Pornhub and many vids at Cecilia Morrell. And uh, sometimes I take some cool photos. All the porns. All the porns. Go find find Cecilia Morell on the porn hubs. Hi, I'm Ace Allure. I'm Oasis's professional tease and recently started doing date coaching. 
You guys got excited. You forgot your pronouns. <laughs> um, she, her. And I, Cecilia Morrell, am also she, her. <laughs> okay. All right. Great introductions. Retake. <laughs> monotone as fuck. Hi. I have three of you. This is the first panel ever on intellectual erection. I've been talking about doing panels, and now I finally have three of you here for a panel. What are we here to talk about? CGL. CGL. (laughs) (laughs) What's CGL? So uh, a lot of people in the community know DDLG as the acronym, so Daddy Dom Little Girl, but a lot of people in the community have adopted CGL, Caregiver Little, Um, So kind of the idea that it's two consensual adults that are engaging in a dynamic where you have a caregiver, somebody who looks after, somebody else who feels like a little. Okay. Thank you, Kit, for that (laughs) disambiguation. So yeah, traditionally it's been DDLG, as in daddy, dom, little girl. And it wasn't necessarily a language problem, I don't think, because daddies can be anybody. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what you identify as because you can always identify as a daddy. Oh, yeah. But I think, yeah, the caregiver uh, and little mm-hmm. language maybe signifies to the sex positive communities that this is consensual. And despite the fact that it's forms of age play and sometimes incest, which are very, very taboo, and people do frown, they give weird looks when you talk about DDLG, even in the sex positive communities, because there's a lot to unpack there. Maybe this language will help a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think part of this episode is going to be highlighting exactly, you know, the soft side of things. Because we have three littles. Yeah! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I guess I got to ask each of you what, what it means being a little. So for me, being a little really... Wait, this is still Kit. Just yeah, so you know. still Kit talking. <laughs> I know, because we all sound the same. <laughs> didn't pass the mic. <laughs> Yeah, being a little. Um, Being a little, for me, it means that I have usually somebody in my life that is taking care of me in a very specific way, especially as somebody who has a lot of mental health challenges. Going into what we call little space allows me to get into uh, a headspace and just um, uh, giving myself time to be little, to not adult for a bit. Um, essentially it gets me into like my childlike wonder. It allows me to snuggle with stuffies and watch cartoons and just really little out and not have to worry about anything for a bit. Well, if anybody needs to know right now, Kit is wearing, (laughs) is wearing some fuzzy ears and is holding a unicorn stuffy that they have named Meatball. Yeah. As far as I know. Yeah. Don't change the name. Okay. Keep <laughs> meatball. Keep it meatball. <laughs> what about you guys? Um, so for me, similar to what Kit had said, um, I think for me being a little means like at the end of the day when I'm done, you know, all the adulting responsibilities, um, you know, when I'm done like all the emails or whatever it is that I had to do in a day, errands, all of that, I really just want to kind of relax and kind of forego thinking about that stuff like I really just want to be entirely chill um within my partner dynamic it it looks like you know you pick where we're going for dinner because I don't even want to have the responsibility of that choice I don't want to make the choices that's it's your turn now um so I think you know it's it's very similar for me as well you know not having 
responsibilities for a little bit. Okay. No pun intended, little. (laughs) (laughs) It's Ace. (laughs) Hi, Ace. For me, being a little is letting my inner child just like play and just do whatever she wants to do. And I really enjoy getting taken care of. I love when people cook for me and feed me. That's like so great for me. And then I like to be pet. (laughs) So I just like to be really just like taken care of and spoiled and just letting my inner child out. So it sounds like the three of you just don't want responsibility. (laughs) Absolutely. At at some point in your life. And I think a lot of people, whether or not you understand or care about, you know, DDLG or CGL, I think a lot of people can relate to that because so many of us want to take a break from adulting. Yes. It is a lot of work. And I'm looking at Cece right now. Who wants to go back to work after this interview? Just so that you know, it's, it's like 8 p.m. We'd be done this interview in maybe, uh, I don't know. Whenever we're done, it's still, you know, after. You're going to go to work? I'm a little bit of a workaholic. Go home. Uh, <laughs> go home. This is why I have Ace in my life. Um, daddy Dahmer. It's your Ace is a little bit also my daddy sometimes. There you go. But uh, yeah, I think that's why I'm a little because I'm very much a workaholic in my day-to-day life. I'm always, you know, thinking, okay, what do I have to do now? What's next? What do I have going on? Um, And that's definitely why I resonate so much with being a little on my off time when I get that opportunity. Yeah, you need a break from your... We all do. I I know. That's what I'm saying. So many people can probably relate to this. They're like, fuck, I want to be a little... (laughs) It doesn't matter who you are, who you think you are. You can always be a little. Mm-hmm. Now, the most important question, though. You can always be a little, but you kind of need to be engaged in a dynamic. Because if you're a little alone. Yeah, I get right? it. I, I'm relating. Yeah. So you need, you need your caregiver. Yeah. So the question is, what do you look for in a daddy? um so for most of my relationships and then especially the ones that i'm forming in a cgl uh dynamic number one for me is respect Uh, i think it's really important for a daddy who's caregiving for a little to respect what their needs are um as a little i'm coming into a dynamic really wanting to be cared for and having a lot of needs that need to be met if i'm getting into a relationship with somebody who doesn't respect that right off the bat then it's going to be really difficult for us to continue having any kind of relationship so i think respect is number one respect r e s p e c t i thank you I, th- I was hoping somebody would sing along <laughs> What was the question again? What do you, <laughs> Cece, what do you look for in a daddy? Um, I look for someone that has a lot of patience. Um, I think a large part of a CGL dynamic is understanding, taking time to kind of learn someone, you know, kind of hopping onto what Kit said, respect is very important and you have to respect what the other person's needs are. Um, so taking the time to learn what my needs are and what that looks like, um, that's a huge part of it for me. Okay. Patience, respect, attention. For me, Ace, Ace. it's, um, trust. 
Ooh. and attention. <laughs> but um, I look for someone who the d- the daddy dynamic comes kind of naturally to them. Like I don't have to teach them how to be a daddy. But also for me being a little and getting into little space is very vulnerable. So I need to know that I can trust the person I'm with to like hold the space for me to be a little. Okay. Well, then between and the th- attention. <laughs> Clearly. Between the three of you. Okay. Let's play this game that, that Kit taught me. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. it already. It's a game. Yeah, us. it's a game. Okay. So here's what you're going to do. I'm going to ask a question and then I'm going to do three, two, one. And then you point to the person that you think is most likely is most likely to, to be that thing. Okay. I okay. okay. I already know. So oh. let's do a, let's do a, let's do a practice run. Okay. Okay. Random thing. Who here has had the most sexual partners? And when I say three, two, one, you point to the person that you think is the case. Three, two, one. Everyone points to Kit, <laughs> including Kit. I was I was almost going this way. <laughs> okay, that's uh, that's probably accurate. I should have yeah. been pointing to. <laughs> I know. Um, that was the test run. Okay. And I, I think that's unanimously probably correct. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think that's yeah. Uh, the universe has spoken. But here's the question I really want to ask. Which one of you is the biggest brat? Three, two, one point. <gasps> Cece, you're not pointing, but you're being pointed at. I was going to point at Ace, but okay. <laughs> Fake fan. Yeah. I would have pointed at Ace, too. Yeah. I am not... <laughs> Good heavens. <laughs> I am so offended. I, I am bet. not. I am not. <laughs> so why did why is everybody pointing at Cece? Because I Ooh. know her. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this hot tea. This panel of hot tea. <laughs> I think like just knowing Cece a little bit. Like you're you're very like you know yourself and you're assertive. So I think when you get into your little space, that can be taken as bratty. That's how I kind of see it. It's Whereas- not wrong. <laughs> it's not wrong. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say, like, for me, I know for sure I'm not a brat. I'm a very obedient baby. Um, whereas like my partner who like we have a switch dyna- dynamic when they are in little space, like they are totally a brat, like a hundred percent, they own their brattiness. But for me, I just, I like to put my collar on and be like told what to do. So I'm not, I don't really fall into the bratty. So you want to be very tame. Yeah. I'm more, I'm more of like, like, especially when I'm topping, I'm a timid top is what I call it. Mm. And I'm more, I'm more of a service top. Right. Timid top. I'm a timid top. Timid top. Isn't that cute? And then and then and then partner's power bottom, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. We know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The people who know who this person is. I would say Cece's a brat. <laughs> because Cece knows what she wants and how she wants it. And if you're not delivering, she'll let you know. Not wrong. Also not wrong. <laughs> My thing is I want to be punished like all the time, <laughs> like all the time. So I'll be having like a lovely day with my partner and it'll be like so sweet and wholesome. And then I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to act up right now. <laughs> Choke me. <laughs> like, so yeah, not wrong. Not wrong. I guess there's, it's, it's an easy way to just ask to, you know, get your comeuppance. Yep. So yep. if you, okay, so you're the brat. You want to get punished. What does that mean for you? What's your favorite punishment? Is I it- like impact play so, so much. 
so much. Um, spankings? Spanking. Striking. All of it. All of it. Yeah. More so than the choking? Yeah. I would say yeah. Or it's nice to have both at the same time. Well, the choking is very much like a power dynamic thing. Um, and that's when that trust comes into play. Like, I need to trust that I can give you all of this power and you're going to use it in a way that's awesome. Um, so I really like the choking thing when I'm comfortable with someone. That's awesome. Spanks, I will probably take spanks from everybody and anybody. <laughs> oh, good to know. That, that's, that's how we're ending this episode. We're going to end this episode with spankings. Right. <laughs> and Cece's been pointed. At, who should get the spankings? Three, two, one. Ace. Ace. <laughs> CC. <laughs> You're all getting spanked. Perfect. I love that. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. Well, the next thing that I want to ask all three of you, you don't need to point for this part. Oh, I was so ready this time. <laughs> you, you guys were already pointing. You didn't even know the question. We're not playing the game anymore. Aww. I know. Yeah. How to disappoint three littles in one, one go. <laughs> you should just say no more of something. That's your punishment. Take it. Uh, Take yes. it. Yes, sir. Ooh. Okay. This is going to turn into a different kind of panel. Um, okay. Here's what I want to ask. All three of you. Two things. Number one, how old is your little? So for people who don't understand what that means, uh, maybe they need a little bit of background information on what it means to be a little. Did we fully give the... Do they? If you're an audience member who's never heard of of littles do you think that they know what we're talking about already oh. raise your hand if you don't know <laughs> what a little is <laughs> so um, i mean i feel like just tapping into your childlike wonder and being a kid and not adulting anything that's kind of the opposite of adulting so when you think of like being able to eat a bunch of candy and watch a cartoon and snuggle your stuffies like Kind of all those three activities and calculate what a... But also I think that the part that's missing from this is that in the definition of the traditional DDLG or now CGL mm -hmm. is this notion that being a daddy or a little is something intrinsic to the person. It's not necessarily role play. There's some resistance from the community in it being called role play to the degree that they want to be legitimated as you know, an authentic part of their identity. So me personally, I don't take a side on on this matter. I think it's fine to role play the situation, but I think that I think the community just heard a lot of like the daddy language being tossed around haphazardly for people who don't deserve to be called daddies. Yeah, because they're not putting in the work. <laughs> and we know what that's like. Who's had a shitty daddy? Raise your hands. There you go. <laughs> that's three hands up. In that case, let's find out how old your littles are and how often you get to be in little space and how often you'd like to be in little space um i do want kit yeah this is kit <laughs> i kind of want to preempt the topic of age play just a little bit because there was a cool post on instagram recently on a lot of my friends stories where it was like a, a the kink jar yeah. and you would and it had subjects like CNC, cock holding, knife play, blood play, like a bunch of different kink topics and you would fill up the jars. Mm -hmm. And for DDLG, I like overfilled the jar because I'm so into the community. But for age play, I didn't fill the jar at all. Mm -hmm. And I had somebody um, message me just 
wondering why I'd filled up DDLG so much, but not the age play jar. And just in terms of like what my perspective on it was in terms of the difference. And for me, I'm a little, I'm in the CGL community, but I don't necessarily uh, take part in age play. Um, So I would say that my little is like maybe around 12, like if just Mm -hmm. to answer the question, kind of like where I feel, but I don't necessarily feel as though I get into that headspace of that age and play that age all the time. I just kind of am a little, I like my stuffies, I talk in a baby voice and that's just kind of it. Right. So if I'm engaged in a a dynamic with somebody as the caregiver, Mm -hmm. I fantasize my position as being somewhat older than I am. But I don't necessarily put an age bracket on it. But I guess if somebody were to force me into asking that question, into answering that question, rather, the way that you just kind of answered out of some sense of obligation, if you will. Yeah. Although you're not. I would probably put myself in my, I don't know, somewhere mid 40s. That sounds sexy because you're still like virile, but you're like old enough to have grays. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Silver foxing it. And of course, I'm also, I have the caregiver tendency in me. I know that feeling and I know this is why when I speak, I speak from experience. I've done DDLG talks at Oasis. Thank you, Cece. And (laughs) I know that's in me and it's going to be part of every relationship that I engage in to the degree that I'm allowed to exercise that part of it. But I think I understand what you mean when you say that the age factor isn't necessarily something that's concrete Mm -hmm. or maybe even stable. Sometimes you could be a little older. Sometimes you could be a little younger. Yeah. Well, like my partner who engages in this dynamic as well, as well, like would definitely be closer to like five. Like they're a much, much younger little than I am. Um, So if we're like littles together, the kind of caregiver role, falls on me a little bit more because I'm an older little. Um, But we don't really like discuss how like, oh, you're 12 and I'm five. And like, that's just not part of what we talk about. Neither is like diaper play, for example, which like a lot of people in the DDLG community are interested in, but it's just not necessarily part of my dynamic right now or yet, or who knows, but it's just not something we've explored yet. Okay. And this is Cece. Hello. Um, for myself, um, I'm very similar to Kit. Kit, I'm learning that we're very similar yeah. today. This is very cool. Um, but my little doesn't really have an age either. Um, it's more about just kind of not being the adult that I am. So not being 21. Um, I don't really resonate with being like a very young little. Um, I'm not into the diaper kink either i wouldn't say that i'd fall in abdl or like age play much um i would say you know young teenage age or maybe even like 10 11 would be kind of where i'm at i like my stuffies i like adult coloring books those are so great um i really like cartoons i watch a lot of like rick and morty um yes so like adult cartoons but they're still cartoons um and that's kind of where i'm at all right. Yeah. You son of a bitch. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I love that meme. <laughs> Ace? Um, so I was thinking about this today. Definitely past toddler, but not quite preteen. So like a kid, like in that bracket between <laughs> like 6 to 11, for sure. I like to be picked up. So I don't know if that makes me like younger in quotation marks, but... I like having tantrums <laughs> sometimes. Can't relate. Can't relate. <laughs> she, Cece can definitely relate to tantrums, just to be clear. So I'm not quite sure. Definitely a kid, I'd say. Not specific age, though. So do you engage in age play? 
I do sometimes, but I'm noticing that it's changing with dynamics that I have with other partners. I really like 16 with some people because I was the brattiest 16-year-old ever. I was like, my mom threw holy water at me. (laughs) (laughs) And it didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) No, it didn't. Now I'm here. (laughs) For for sure that didn't work. Yeah. Um, Okay, so then keeping on the on the ball with this one age plays one thing what about incest play does that take a role in your preferred ddlg dynamics you- yes <laughs> definitely Kid almost swallowed the mic with that one <laughs> yeah yeah i really love anything taboo like i just it it tickles my fancy so hard. Like I'm already getting tingly in my special spots talking about it. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Like I, I love the idea that people aren't into what it is that I'm into and that they have their different preference and that's fine. But I also think that it's just kind of fun um, to do what's against the grain and what's kind of like, just like not socially acceptable (laughs) so to be like fucked by my daddy is like really hot to like fuck my brother or sister or something like that is like pretty hot too i've done i've started to delve deeper into incest play as uh time has gone on (laughs) and it's been really fun (laughs) do you do you project an age onto your daddy onto your brother or sister recently i got involved with somebody who is playing my younger brother and i'm the older sister because he's kind of looking for somebody to be like dominated as well a little bit um so that's been really fun again not like too much of like specific ages but when i think about like my daddies i'd probably put them in a, a similar age that you talked about so kind of like mid 40s or something like that mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um i'll be like the break because i know ace is gonna just like go off on a tangent about how much she loves this <laughs> okay our for for context our first subway ride home together oh my god she sat with me and i was new to the city she's she's gonna guide me home and she's like do you want me to read you this erotica about incest and this was my first interaction with her and i was like oh my god i love you (laughs) how to bond on the subway yeah um for myself though personally i'm i have a pretty close relationship with my actual father um So it's not very much about, like, my daddy being a father figure to me. Um, More of a caregiver, yes, not my actual parent. Um, I also have an older brother that's, like, 35, and I've also dated people that are, like, 35. So I try not to. Right. So you got fucked out of all the good incest play. (laughs) Having (laughs) healthy relationships. Oh, my God. (laughs) So I'm like, maybe I should just separate this a bit. Um, But yeah, that's just my personal take on it. I love reading about incest erotica. Like, that's super awesome. Ace actually got me into it. Shout out, Ace. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But is it something that I would practice or fantasize about in my own life? I don't really think so within my dynamics. So something about me. (laughs) (laughs) Most of the kinks I have that I'm like so turned on by start off by me being weirded out by it. So when I first heard about the daddy kink, I'm like, oh my god, I will never be into that. Gross. And then I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, but I'm gonna try it. (laughs) And then I try it and I'm like, let's kick it up a notch. (laughs) 
And then I'm like, this is so wrong and I can't stop. <laughs> so yes, I enjoy it <laughs> to preface. Yeah, I enjoy incest. I do. Because in my head, it's so fucked up. Incest play. Maybe. Incest play. <laughs> Obviously, I'm talking about incest fantasy. <laughs> Just to be clear, the role play. Yes. Right, right. Recently, I've been obsessed with brother-sister porn. Like recently every day okay but do you okay let me ask you this question i don't have a brother no no not that i don't i wouldn't care (laughs) no no (laughs) my actual question is when you're watching brother sister incest yes specifically yes okay does it bother you if the title and the role play that they engage in in the porn if they use the word stepbrother or stepsister instead of... Yes, it bothers me. Thank you. Finally, somebody Um, who's hearing the fucking incest gods. (laughs) (laughs) But I like this really specific dynamic for brother-sister. I like when the sister seduces the brother and he's resistant at first. Right, because that's that's uncommon. It's always like the brother coercing and... Yeah, and when the brother does it, it's like, it's okay. But when the sister does it and the brother's like, no, but you know he's pretending, I'm like... That's me as a sister. Or if there's the dynamic where he's kind of like masturbating because he caught a glimpse of her and then she walks in on him and shames him and then he tries to hide. But then she's like, no, you little pervert. And then like takes over. Absolutely. Yeah, we know that one. (laughs) It's funny if if, if people are listening to this right now and judging, just realize how popular incest porn has become. And it was it was actually featured on Rick, Rick and Morty in one of the episodes as like a joke. But also, there was a meme made about this really popular brother-sister incest porn with this young blonde girl who has braces. Me. She, yeah, it's basically, <laughs> it looks, it looks kind of like you. And it's just her face, like, turned around. It was one of the most popular videos on Pornhub for a long time. So this is a very popular fantasy for a lot of people, and you should—that's the thing we should actually say—is not to feel guilty about it because a lot of the things that we we want to exercise sexually are taboo because we can't do them, and we exercise them in role play because we want to play on our inability to access these things in reality. And if we were to access them in reality, we would not feel okay doing it. We would yes. feel harmed by it. Yes. And that's the same thing with, with um, uh, you know, dominant and submissive. That comes from master-slave dynamics. That comes from extremely unhealthy, violent, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. historical realities. But we exercise it in a way because we want to feel the power of that. Yes. We want to harness the power of something that's inherently problematic, sometimes bad, sometimes evil, and play with it. I'm so glad you brought that up because I want to be like, I don't want to actually have sex with my dad. Or if I had a brother, I wouldn't want to have sex with him either. It's just the like idea of a fantasy to be able to play with that. It's just like the thing you're not supposed to do. You want to be able to play with the parameters of that because it's so enticing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it allows you to um, express yourself in a really specific way. And I think a lot of people in the kink community or sex positive communities in general find a lot of therapy from engaging in certain type of play, um, especially when it's taboo. Because when you're not, when you've been suppressing those feelings for such a long time, it can come out in a healthy way. Like you hear about a lot of scary stories of people who take advantage of other people and put them in really shitty situations um, because they didn't have a healthy outlet of expressing what their desires were. Because we all have desires. We all have sketchy, weird 
fucked up shit that we're into but like (laughs) (laughs) Um, but to be able to like express it in a healthy way and with people that you trust um, is really beautiful and really special so I think it's allowing the having this discussion right now is maybe um, titillating some people out there to be possibly interested in it and explore it but just find the healthy ways of exploring it yeah yeah I think also that when it comes to a lot of taboos that can be satisfied in their actual form Mm. that the possibility of actualizing a taboo then loses its tabooness right so if you want to fuck somebody who's much older than you with no other parameters around that and then you end up fucking that person who's much older than you well then it's no longer taboo you've satisfied it right but when it comes to things like incest play you can never really satisfy that taboo without getting into some fucking weird territory so for example if you're a person who doesn't have a sibling and you have an incest taboo right you can never satisfy that taboo Mm -hmm. so what keeps it exciting the entire time is your inability to actualize it and that way it can never lose its taboo even if we normalize it, even if everyone gets on board and they're like, okay, incest play, it'll lose some of its tabooness, but not all the way because you can never fully satisfy it in a real way unless you have a sibling and then you do and then that could be a whole lot of therapy for both of you or mm-hmm. <laughs> who knows? I mean, I've, there's there's a lot of politics going into that one. Yeah. And I mean, I did want to talk about the ethics of, of, of DDLG and all this. There was, um, I remember there was a philosopher who once asked, is there anything inherently wrong between a you know, a couple siblings who decide to have consensual protected sex one time? Is there anything wrong with it? Yeah. Because it's consensual? Well, the challenge of this question from this philosopher who asked, I think, a bunch of university students, was that the inherent notion that we have is that, no, it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Right? But there's no philosophical reasons to say that it's wrong we don't have anything to when we're talking about you know some siblings who want to engage in consensual sex with protection one time there's no risk involved there's no procreation so you can't talk about like you know genetic issues or any of that so at the end of the day it's just like it's a cultural taboo we're just like no Mm -hmm. no but sex positivity was also a cultural taboo for so long Mm -hmm. right and it still is Agreed. And I'm not trying to push the envelope to say that we should accept incest as a as something permissible or something that can be consensual and okay. It's just the fascinating aspect of this question is that if we're forced into a position of having to answer what's wrong with it, we can't come up with anything better than it's just like a gut feeling, an instinct that says, fuck no. Even though... Here's the kicker. If you have siblings or any relatives that are separated at birth and they don't know that they're related, if they end up meeting in the real world, there's a strong physical attraction that can happen between relatives because of similar genes. There have and been stories on Reddit of that happening. Um, I, I read a lot of like Reddit threads because, I don't know, there's just like really cool stories or like people will do like writing and stuff and that's my thing. Um And there was this one, it was a real story someone had posted, like they had been married to their wife for several years 
And I guess one of them was given away at birth for adoption. The other wasn't. And then three years into the marriage, they do like this ancestry thing as like a Christmas gift. And they figure out that they're related. How related were they? They were siblings. One was given away for adoption at birth. Wow. So they shared 50% genes in common. Yeah. So I think that's just kind of a crazy story I stumbled upon, but it stuck with me. I was like, but it, it's, Whoa. it's, it, I mean, it's discovered in psychology. This is something that's been studied. And the, the issue is like, if we go back even to Freud, he talks about an, the incest taboo, right? He talks about the Oedipal theory of how, you know, sexual development, according to him is a young boy. He didn't theorize young girls cause he's a sexist, but <laughs> Young did afterwards with the Electra complex, but you have the Oedipus complex and he's saying you want to fuck your mother and you see your father as the opposition and you want to kill your father so you can fuck your mother. And then healthy development is transitioning that to I want to be like my father to get somebody like my mother. That was his idea. And this has been part of our cultural consciousness. Incest has been part of history and it has been part of our intellectual history and it's been part of our scientific history now with these discoveries about what's been happening when siblings separated at birth or relatives separated at birth discover each other in the real world and then have a sense of attraction to each other. So there, there's a real basis both in nature and in nurture that gives the tabooness of incest that much power. Now, this is not to justify that we should do incest, but this does justify role-playing incest as a valid form of exercising power because that power is not just imagined it's real i agree (laughs) i also agree that's ace (laughs) Cece, do you agree (laughs) this has been an enlightening conversation i'm like processing it all i'm really glad how you broke that all down we're happy. We're well, happy little. I, I want to make sure that people don't listen to this episode and think we're all a bunch of fucked up weirdos here <laughs> trying to try. Like, <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah. I do so hope they listen to this episode and think that I'm a fucked up weirdo. <laughs> yeah, not, not for these reasons. <laughs> not for those reasons, yeah, yeah. though. But yeah. No, because sure. I mean, I, I want people to feel both safe engaging in this kind of role play because it can be done safely. And I don't have any particular moral pronouncements on actual incest. It's not been part of my experience. But all that I know about it is most often it's coercive and it's done without consent. And in the cases that it's done with consent, that's a philosophical entanglement that I don't have the experience to really talk much more about than I already have. So we we went through a lot of it. We got on the ethics. Why don't we talk a little bit about the ethics on the caregiver side of things? What I mean, you you said what you expect in a daddy, what you're looking for, but what about what daddies shouldn't do? Where are the ethics on the sides of daddies and caregivers? What do they need to do? Okay. One thing that I often tell other littles when they're asking me things like, how do I find a daddy? How do I look for a good daddy? Um, For me, when I'm meeting a potential partner and I am trying to like vet them a little bit, and see, you know, if they could be essentially in a relationship with me and be a part of that dynamic. One thing I look for is, do you respect me as an adult before you respect me as a little? Um, 
because a lot of my CGL dynamic personally is I am a busy career woman. Like I'm like I said before, I'm a, I'm a workaholic. So my needs are going to look very different because you're you're going to have to understand that, you know, I'm working all the time and, you know, maybe I'm super stressed out or maybe I need to, you know, dip into little space for a bit. What can you do to be supportive, patient, um, but also, you know, understanding of where I'm coming from? Um, So that's one thing I normally tell people. Another thing, too, is um, being a daddy comes with so much power and responsibility. As a sub, I am giving you, like, I'm giving the power up to you. And you can do great things with it. You can, you know, be so supportive and take the best care of me and you can, you know, kind of take what I am bringing to the table or, you know, it could go the other way where you take the power and you're irresponsible with it. Um, So one big thing is like respect and understanding and also, you know, trust and all that stuff. So I think one thing you can do to mess up as a daddy is... um, wield your sword irresponsibly so you're you're granted some amount of power and you have to be a healthy consensual human who engages with you on a level of equity before you engage into the power dynamic and then once you grant somebody that power like in any other power dynamic that they use it responsibly yeah no i think you hit a lot uh on the head there in terms of like having trust and Um, I guess what I wanted to add to it is just that being a good communicator is really, really key. Like already in relationships, what do people say? What's the key aspect of relationships? Communication. Um, But especially in a dynamic where you have a little bit of uh, a power dynamic um, and such like a daddy and a little, it's really important that the daddy is uh, continuing communication with their little, around, especially around like scenes that they might have together. So if it blends over into BDSM and you're doing an impact play scene, it's important that you know you're checking in. Obviously, it's important always that you're checking in, but I think especially with a little where um, you you're you're slipping deeper into that space, making sure that you know they're really taken care of is super important. Because um, when it's just impact play and there's like an understanding that there's going to be pain involved and you're kind of just going through the motions it's a little bit different that when you're a little and that maybe you're being like punished or um like it's a very like specific scene between you and your daddy to like reconnect in a certain way it just takes on a little bit of like a heavier essence um when you have somebody who really is in need of being taken care of um yeah i think this speaks to two different things so one is that As Ace said earlier, you kind of need to have it in you to be a daddy, to be a caregiver. It needs to kind of be part of your identity to begin with because being in character, so to speak, or role-playing something, a lot of people that role-play unsuccessfully do so because they create one-dimensional characters. They they flatline everything that they do. Like they only have like one mode of being. It's like I'm aggressive and then that's all I am. Or I'm, you know, sweet and that's all I am. They can't transition. They can't figure out how to turn that into a three-dimensional character that suddenly has 
you know, the ability to adapt to circumstances. And when you can't do that, it's probably because it's not really part of you. It's not something you've exercised over a long period of time. Or if you're actually just doing role play, then you need to create a three dimensional character, not just this one dimensional flat line character. You can't just be aggressive 100% of the time. So that when you transition and when you do different things, or if you've done something that, you know, hurt the other person, you need to be able to turn from, you know, aggressor to somebody who's taking care of this person. You need to go to a different mode at that point. For me, it's someone who are, has a knowledge about the dynamic and BDSM in general. So I had an ex and I was like, I'm really into like DDLG. I wonder if we can explore it together. Like maybe read some articles about it. And he's like... I think I got it. I'm like, okay. So he starts acting like a dad at a barbecue. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not sexy or the dynamic I want. He thought I wanted him to act like a dad. Um, so that was a <laughs> so conversation. Like dad jokes. And- <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, um, not for me. So for me, it's someone who understands what that looks like. Like being a caregiver and having a little in the relationship and understanding like my boundaries and soft limits, hard limits, what I like, what I enjoy, stuff like that. So there's two ways to approach that, I think. There's either you have somebody who has experience and can do this well, or you have somebody that you're willing to negotiate and create and build with. Yeah. At which point it takes a lot of communication, a lot of foreplanning, a lot of negotiation of boundaries so that you're not just somebody's experiment. Because when you come in with no experience and yeah. you just want to experiment, let's wing it, you have the potential of fucking up royally. I know. <laughs> we know. We know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Okay. So the last thing that I'm going to ask you, which is what I ask on the show now, it's become a thing, is I ask for a sexy, wild, outrageous, fun story. So in your case... Let's make it specific. I want a story from each of you. Your best little story. Sexy, wild, fun, outrageous. So at my partner's place, we have a row of stuffies. <laughs> and one of them's called Elefante. <laughs> it's a really big elephant. And so <laughs> and, um, um, during like our during like our sex scenes but out of like sex as well we're always calling each other daddy or baby like that's just ingrained in our dynamic so during sex we're like saying that as well so we're like calling each other daddy and baby and doing all this like sexy stuff and then he um takes my elefante and puts it underneath right now i'm like doggy style so he puts it underneath my belly and like pushes me down onto my belly fucks me from behind and i just squirt all over elefante oh no (laughs) poor elefante But it was really cute and we like did a lot of like cuddling afterwards and I wore my like collar the whole time too and it just was a really like lovely daddy little experience. We also kind of got into um my my partner telling me that he was going to impregnate me, which was like also like a really hot part of the scene because we were playing daddy and baby. So he, like my daddy's impregnating <laughs> their their baby with more babies. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just all around and this is adorable. how game of thrones was invented. <laughs> yeah but yeah that that's just that's kind of like a typical night for us though but uh but uh yeah <laughs> it was cute okay so this happened recently and i just thought of it um i recently met a 21 year old and i was like 
Okay, I know the dynamic. I'm like the older woman. (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to dominate him, but whatever. Like, I'm okay with it. And uh, we get to his basement. (laughs) And we start making out. And he starts choking me and looks – I told him I like choking. He starts choking me, looks me in the eyes, and he's like (laughs) – He's like, say yes, daddy. And I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) So that's what we're going to do. And the fact that he was younger somehow made it like still hot. So I got daddy domed by a guy younger than me. I thought what was hotter than that was that you actually choked Cece. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even notice. For the people at home, Ace just choked me. It was great. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't even notice. Eight and a half out of ten would recommend. talk with my hands. (laughs) Yeah. We'll get you to tell more stories. Yeah. <laughs> tell more stories that involve acting them out. I'll out. sit right here yeah. the whole time. <laughs> um, one of my favorite little stories is um, – I actually told this one the other night, but I'm going to reuse it because it's really good. I enjoy it. Do it. Um, I was getting ready to go out with a partner, and it was like a thing that we had to be vanilla for, which is lame, but whatever. And I'm getting ready to go out and I'm like super nervous and we decide, okay, we're just going to like be late. We're going to have some sex. Cool. Um, And then it turned into a full DS scene. I was being completely dominated. My partner was in total daddy mode. I was like drooling, like a drooling (laughs) slut. I'm having a great time. It's amazing. And um, that's when I kind of knew that my partner was, like, good at this daddy dom thing. And that that's always really exciting when you're, like, in the process of vetting partners. It's like, is this person going to be good at this? So that was the moment. You're like, he's, yeah. he's good. I, yeah. I got a good one. Yeah. I got my ass beat. I got choked out, spit in my mouth. Mm. I was like, there you go. You got this. He covered all the bases. Before I let all of you go, this is your moment to shout out where people can find you. If you want them to find you anywhere, shout out your things. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at... um, Right, right, right. So I'm Kit. (laughs) It's in my my name, though, so it would have been kind of obvious. But yeah, sit underscore with underscore Kit underscore. And I just actually released my website, like, literally last night. So it's uh, at sit-withkit.com. So that's where you can find all my, like, holistic holistic healing stuff and also find me in and about uh toronto uh strip clubs because i just got my license (laughs) yes killing it intersection sex work speaking of sex work cc oh oh this call out um you can find me all over the internet um cecilia morel there's a lot of platforms go to pornhub go to many vids go to instagram go to twitter cecilia morel um I'm on the internet. Are you that famous Cecilia Morel? Oh my God, I'm dying. (laughs) I'm dying. She's so red right now. I'm a very shy, modest porn star. Doesn't make sense, (laughs) but it's a thing. (laughs) And uh, yeah, watch me have sex or like like an Instagram photo sometime. So you can find me, Ace, on Instagram as Ace Allure. And me and my best friend just started our coaching service. So you can find us at, at Official Pink Magic. Or on our website, pinkmagiccoaching.com. Okay. It's been wonderful having all three of you here. Thank you for being here and your littlest best selves. Meatball is clapping. Woo! 
<laughs> thanks, thanks for having us, Pat. Thanks. <laughs> Getting fucking punished. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> You're listening to Intellectual Erection, a place where we talk about the naughty to stimulate your thinking.